0: Hey everybody, this is Catherine, and you're listening to the Currency with Katherine Podcast, the show that teaches you about all things money, but not just money. We approach money through a holistic life lens because all aspects of your life are connected. That's why we bring in other elements like mental health. When you're confident in your financial capability, all other aspects of your life will improve. Welcome back to another episode of Currency with Catherine. We have another special guest today. We actually got royalty in the house. But before I introduce our special guest, I just want to give a little preface before we start. So our special guest is all about connections. And she's all about linking people into the community. And I definitely in the people of color community, one thing we always will say, like I've heard from my parents, like just amongst all the family members, it's a game of who you know, rather than your education, because we all know that you can have all these degrees, you can have all these certifications. But if you don't have someone on the inside that can help you get that dream job or that dream career, then you're kind of fighting up against the river. So just wanted to throw that little tidbit out there. I'm going to pass the ball to Miss Natisha Livingston. Tell everyone, hey. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for being our guest. Let, let me throw that out there because pe- people don't know who you are, but I'm about to tell y'all who she is. She is the Connection Queen. That's what I was saying, that she is royalty in the house today. She, um, yeah, she's nicknamed the Connection Queen and people also call her, what the, is it? The P. Diddy of Finance?
1: Uh, the P Diddy of Black Girl Magic.
0: The P Diddy <laughs> of Black Girl Magic. I had it.
1: <laughs> you gonna, got it.
0: <laughs> yes, I'm gonna stop talking over you now because people are like Catherine. Will you hush?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but no, you absolutely got it. Um, definitely have been coined the Connection Queen um, by my peers. Um, I'm a networking strategist and community builder. And um, I'm also the founder of a networking community called Queens Teaching Queens. So I loved the introduction of of royalty. Um, Now, entrepreneurs and professionals, they come to me when they are looking, you know, to increase their visibility in the marketplace. And one thing that I have found, and I don't know if anybody Listening has experienced this either, is but I have experienced seasons like in business or just you know, like in my personal life where I just feel like I'm self-doubting myself. I, I'm feeling like feelings of unworthiness. And sometimes what I've come to know is that it's not that we aren't valuable, it's just that we're not visible. And so I have really mastered connecting people to one another. Um, And just helping people show up online um, and in their local communities as the best versions of themselves.
0: Love it. So for the entrepreneurs that are out there, you just highlighted that sometimes it's not a point of us not being valuable. It's just not being visible. Like, can you talk to us about like with social media, with the algorithm? Because I know a lot of people they are. like shedding blood, sweat, and tears every day, like pushing out content, and it's not getting seen.
1: Yes, you are right. Here's the thing, though. The algorithm is always changing, and so one thing that I can say is showing up, being visible, and consistency is what's really going to be your best friend, because if people are looking for you and people are checking for you, then that's going to help your algorithm increase. Um, But if you're posting, you know, once every other day, or, you know, once a week, that that lack of consistency, the algorithm is not going to be in your favor. Now, what I do know is, like I said, the algorithm is always changing. And it's also dependent upon, you know, what platform you're currently on. So for example, I'll utilize um, Instagram, for example, So obviously Instagram has done like lots of changes over the years. It started off, you know, predominantly as just like a picture platform, but with TikTok growing and, you know, these small blurbs of video content becoming so popular, Instagram now the way the algorithm is now is they are catering to video content. And so for your content to really get pushed to the masses, now you wanna start thinking about putting out these small bite-sized video bites. Um, And I think that it's frustrating for a lot of people because and myself included, um, I had a lot of pushback to this and I'm like, you know what? No, I don't, I don't want to be on video. I don't, I don't want to do, you know, dancing to all this music. Like, I just want to post, you know, valuable content. And I think that we just need to figure out how to make things work for us. And so post content that is within your means and within um, your comfort zone to post. So, for example, you do not have to, you know, dance and, 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 and cut a rug in an Instagram video or a TikTok for you to be seen, one way that I use reels is I I use it to educate my audience. And so I will speak on there. So I'll do like 30 second clips of me like dropping gems about something. And then I'll like go in depth more so in the caption. And then sometimes um, I will use like trending sounds, but I'll make it to where um, I'm just posting like valuable content and not so much completely out of my comfort zone, if that makes sense.
0: Girl, you dropped like a whole three minutes of knowledge on us. (laughs) (laughs) I hope everyone's absorbing that in, because she really just dropped gems on everyone for free. But I feel we jumped forward so fast. I'm going to reel it back a little bit. Tell us how you even got into this space. Because I know I personally have not thought about anyone being like, dubbed yourself as the connection queen. I really don't see too many people in the space of like, I'll help you get visible outside of like social media agencies that will post for you or companies just having like PR teams that will, you know, monitor them on social media and like tell them like, okay, this is what you post like in case of emergency. So don't let you tell your story like how you got into this space.
1: Yeah, for sure. So About six years ago, about six years ago, uh, my background's actually in the network marketing industry. And in 2016, I got into um, one of my first network marketing companies. And being in this industry learned a lot. Um, I know sometimes a lot of people kind of like side eye network marketing, but network marketing has been, for me at least, super valuable. I've learned so much. Um, however, one thing that I will say is that um, when you are in these spaces, uh, give your friends grace. You know, those, those individuals that are in these you know, MLMs and network marketing companies is because most of the time people are not business owners. Right, They're like first time business owners in this industry. And so the people are just trying to figure it out. Like, it's just normal people like me and you trying to figure it out. And so what happened for me is that there was a lot of trial and error where I had to kind of just go through Go through all these, I guess, pain points to kind of overcome to get where I am today. So, for example, how I became kind of coined like the connection queen is um, I don't know if you've ever experienced um, like on Facebook, you know, people sliding in your DMs and, you know, hey sending. It's you- <laughs> like, <laughs> so how yeah, yeah. you been? <laughs> yes, exactly that. Oh, my God. So they'll slide in your DMs. They'll have these long, drawn out, like, scripted messages. And it's like, it just doesn't even make sense. And so I chuckle now, um, you know, because this is my story. But I used to be a part of that that field, a, a, a part of that group that would send out, like, these long messages. And it was not working, like, at all. And here's the thing, like the, um, I used to actually help people um, invest into like Forex and cryptocurrency. And so like the information that we were providing was super valuable. And I was like, so confused on like how I wasn't attracting more people or like how I wasn't converting more people. And so I started to realize that you can't just slide into somebody's messages with these, these scripted These scripted messages. Like I learned the master, I learned the art of building actual relationships and especially online because I, I built all my businesses online. And as I started to hone in more on the relationship building, um, my business started to grow. And so currently um, I'm no longer like a part of that industry at the moment, but what I realized is that a lot of entrepreneurs and more specifically a lot of service-based entrepreneurs, they do not know how to bring in organic traffic or organic leads through relationship building, they, they struggle with it. Um, they focus more on just like selling you something when all, in all actuality, they're not focused on like what your actual problem is or getting to know you Um, And in 2022, let's just be honest, a lot of consumers are on the defense right now, especially because every single message that they receive is almost somebody trying to sell them something. And so I came into the space just by trial and error. And I realized like, wow, people are not teaching this. Um, And so I just found some gaps in the market. And here I am.
0: Man, no, I love it that you were able to, like you said, a lot of people they kind of shun people in MLMs as we commonly know them. They may not be too familiar with the network marketing term, Mm -hmm. but I mean, they're still around for a reason. Something is working.
1: Correct. Correct. I think it really stems down from a lot of these companies. The thing is, is that times are changing. And so a lot of these companies, the techniques that they use like so for example it's called network marketing because you're utilizing your network well you know with covid with social media becoming so prominent into our lives this allowed us to a business owners to you basically have a pool of you know possible leads or possible clients at your fingertips and so creating these new strategies and creating new methods to be able to attract these new leads is really kind of where the discrepancy is right now because people are just trying to figure it out. Like people don't have the answers. Um, And so you have people that are in these industries that are trying to use these old techniques that no longer work. People are sending you scripts because at one point in time, those scripts did work. However, I feel like a lot of these companies are not moving forward with the time. And here's the thing, scripts absolutely do work it's just the type of script that you're sending and are you being intentional um, through your scripts and the intentionality piece is what's missing um, within a lot of these companies
0: no i definitely agree and i can add in from on the financial advisor side when you think of financial advisors they're mainly old probably upper middle class white men Mm-hmm. so the industry is trying to change that but there's a big shift happening like with the wealth transfer because a lot of the boomers are retiring and they're mm-hmm. passing their money off into their children who are you know or grandchildren who are millennials or you know generation z I'm in between I'm a zenial, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to call myself so the old things that used to work for like you know, back in the day, you know, you just people don't really seek out financial advisors with the advent of stuff like, you know, you can invest for yourself, like through Fidelity or mm-hmm. Robin Hood, even with all their problems or Schwab, right. um, Schwab, about TV Ameritrade. So there's these robo advisors now where you can just put money in and the algorithm selects your investments. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that are just changing with the advent of time and technology.
1: Exactly. And I just think that like when we wrap it into, you know, relationships, I always say like relationships are the new currency because it's the social selling that's becoming so popular today. Like you have to know how to connect with your target, how to connect with your audience if you want to see any type of success in business.
0: Yes. So let's talk about your, I know you said that you have a group and it's called, um, Queens, is it Queens Teaching Queens?
1: Yep, that's correct.
0: Yeah, tell us about your, I know you called it a community builder, so I'm gonna let you tell us about it.
1: Yeah, for sure, so I love, Queens Teaching Queens is my legacy, and I love this so much because it actually has kind of evolved how I have evolved, so I actually started this, um, Uh, it was a a digital download from God when I graduated college in in 2016. And the thoughts of it was, you know, I just wanted to have hold this space for women of color where they could just really just be um, and exist. And so that was kind of like the ultimate foundation of it. And um, later on that year, I, I got into entrepreneurship. And so the, um, my vision for Queens Teaching Queens has kind of evolved as I have evolved. So when I was doing like Forex and um, cryptocurrency, I was like, okay, maybe Queens Teaching Queens could be like a investment group, right? Where like all of us, we're investing, um, we have this community piece. Um, but when COVID happened, I don't know if you're familiar with an app called Clubhouse. Yes. Um, girl. So Clubhouse in 2020, I remember it was just starting out and I, this is the platform that I actually utilized to 10 X, my brand, um, me as an entrepreneur, they basically during 2020, during COVID, where we had nothing to do, we would host these rooms and I started hosting these spaces for women, more specifically women of color. And we were just having conversations about everything, um, about entrepreneurship, about you know being burnt out, busy bee syndrome, um, overcoming you know trauma, just all these conversations that we weren't having but needed to be had. And so, as I was kind of creating this community, my ultimate goal—I'm not going lie, to lie—was um, to have these people come into my my network marketing business. But what happened is that people were super interested in me. They were interested in like all that I had to offer, but they were not interested in Forex. And so I, had, I faced this dilemma and I was just like, okay, like all these women are here. They, they need a place to just kind of be, but they don't want to do Forex. So like, how can I transform this into a place that's needed? And so um, I kind of went through my own, you know, growing and growing pains last year. And um, as I was, you know, doing more evolving, um, I realized that I am the master. Um, I am a master at networking. I'm a master at building relationships and just doing market research um, over the last couple of years. This is where I see where the gap is. And so this is what a lot of people are struggling with. A lot of Um, women entrepreneurs are struggling with this visibility piece. And so over the past year, Queens Teaching Queens has really um, been this hub to help entrepreneurs with that visibility piece because I host a lot of events. Events are like one of the number one ways to become more visible. And so um, I host annual events, quarterly events, um, and I host a couple bi-quarterly events conferences. And so because of the spaces that I hold, um, it has been able to help Black professionals and entrepreneurs become more visible. And so now it's just kind of the hub for visibility, personal branding, um, how to build your business online. And so it's really just a community of professionals. Um, And yeah, I love it. I love what it's grown into. No, I love
0: it. So One major component of this podcast is that, yes, we talk about finances and I can talk finances to you until the cows come home, but even more importantly than finances, I think is your mindset and then just your mental health in general. So how did, you know, having, well, let me ask it like this. Did you ever have a broke mindset? And then what were some key things that helped you transition out of a broke mindset?
1: Yes. So I absolutely would say that I did have a broke mindset. And for me, it all started with um, one book. (laughs) I remember I graduated college in um, 2016. And I got introduced to the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yes, great book. (laughs) (laughs) And this book, it really did kind of just open my mind to like this this whole other world. Because I mean, coming from somebody who was just like a recent grad, you know, we spend, you know, 13 plus years in school, we're told so many different things. And then reading this book was like the complete opposite of everything that I had ever been told. And I was so intrigued. And I was just like, what in the world? I'm like, what is going on with life? And so um, that book really, uh, really opened my eyes to a lot. And I was like very curious about stocks. I was, you know, looking into real estate and because of my curiosity, that's actually how I got introduced to the foreign exchange market is because I read this book. And then like two months later, somebody was telling me about investing and and cryptocurrency and Forex. And I was like, oh my God, yes. Like it was completely new but because I was in this state of mind of like curiosity, I was like, I want to learn. I want to learn what this is. Um, And so one thing that helped me over the last um, couple of years, as far as like how to switch my mindset is reading, like reading, reading, reading. Like there are so many books that helped me in like the beginning stages of You know, my personal development journey, Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad was absolutely one of them. Um, And Think and Grow Rich was another one of them. Um, Just all these, these major ones, but they, what they did is they truly did shift my perspective and made me more aware of the limiting beliefs that I actually did have. And so because I was aware, I was then able to kind of like work through them. Um, if that makes sense. No, it makes great sense.
0: And for the listeners who possibly have not picked up Rich Dad Poor Dad, it's a book by Robert Kiyosaki. And I think the other person's name is Sharon. I hope Sharon won't come after me <laughs> if that's her name. But um, the book kind of highlights like how to use money as a tool for your wealth. And I remember one part where they're going through the mindset Um, It's like the poor dad thinks that the love of money is the root of all evil versus the rich dad will say that the lack of money is the root of all evil. So it kind of toys with that perspective shift, like our guest has like so greatly just explained a few minutes
1: ago. You know, another book that completely changed everything for me, um, very short read, simple read is um, The Science of Getting Rich. Um, by Wallace D. Waddles, he literally simplified this concept of getting rich because exactly kind of the to the point that you just said, he goes in to say how like so many of us we think that you know getting rich is is evil when like you said, um, uh, what he says is if you think about it, being poor should be. Um, you basically cannot change the world unless you're rich. So he talks about like having this giving heart. Um, but to have this giving heart, it has to be mixed with having like a giver's wallet. And so that was just really like mind, uh, mindset shifting for me because I was like, wow, that's so true. Like if you do want to do so good in this world, and most of us have big hearts and and we want to give and we want to give, well, We also need money to give. And so it would only make sense for us to, you know, be rich, to be wealthy. And so that was definitely another game changer for me too.
0: Man, when you said have like the people who have big hearts and stuff, I started thinking about when every December, when the red cross is out in front of Walmart ringing the (laughs) bells, and I always make sure I have change to put in the bucket because it's like, I really don't carry cash. But I will carry change. I have a cute little coin purse. And I'm like, at least I'm putting that in there. Because they look, it's like cold December and they're
1: out there ringing the bell for a good cause. Exactly, exactly. Um, But doing good, you got to think like, even if you think of like um, different businesses, right? Like a lot of the businesses that we have can be identified as as ministry. It's like, okay, cool. I can't help those that I'm destined to help and I'm called to help though if I'm not making any money. And so, you know, I, I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs where they have this mindset of, you know, underpricing themselves or not really seeing the value that they bring. And it's like, oh, you know, I, I want to help you know, these, you know, certain people, and it's like, okay, cool, but for you to really help those people, you need to charge what you're worth, so then you can go out and do good deeds, or create programs, or provide scholarships, um, and things like that, instead of undervaluing what you bring to the table. Facts,
0: look, put a hundredths around it, put hashtag, no loss spoken around that part, someone for me. <laughs> <laughs> so last thing I really want to ask you about is that also when we're talking about mindset and then talking from women perspective, like how important is it for people to like realize that they need to be healed first before <laughs> they try to go, as you would say, chase the bag?
1: Yes, oh, I'm so glad you brought this up. So this is like, this is actually this concept right here is has really been at the foundation of my business um, for the last couple of years, and it stemmed from me being in the financial industry. And here is what I found: um, I cater to a lot of women of color, a lot of you know black women, and um, and when I was helping them with investing, helping them like get into the, the this financial realm what I realized is Black women don't necessarily have a problem making money. They have a problem keeping money. Like their financial habits are not the greatest. And so when, when they were trying to like learn the skill, at invest in the foreign exchange market, get into this cryptocurrency realm, a lot of them quit, a lot of them gave up. And for me, the mentor standpoint, I was like, okay, what is going on? Like, what is this key factor here? And I host a annual conference every year, um, my Galentine's Day event. And we talk about this concept of being a healed and whole woman. And I created um, the five pillars of being a healed and whole woman. And it stems from healing your trauma, increasing your confidence, shifting your mindset, and then tapping into Investing in entrepreneurship. What i found, though, is that if you try to get into the investing and the entrepreneurship part first without doing any of the healing, it's not going to stick. It's it's the same concept as when you see, you know, rappers or ballers and they, they go broke. It's because the mindset isn't changing. And so if you're just chasing the money, but you're not shifting your perspective, or if you're not healing the trauma that led you to have some of those mismanagement um, habits that you have right now, you're still gonna be taking the same person, but now you just have more money to blow. And so, because that's what I found, I got very intentional with making sure that the spaces that I created allowed women and more specifically black women to really heal, to really just be, to make sure that um, I'm a hub of resources and that we're having conversations that are directed um, to, to our betterment. Man, I'm
0: speechless. (laughs) I was like I have nothing to say because you said everything like man you said if you don't change the mindset then you're carrying the same person who Mm -hmm. just has money to blow now and I definitely see that because like uh, a lot of the listeners of the podcast are in my uh, Facebook financial literacy group and one Mm -hmm. thing I will always always harp about is that more money may not be your solution and you You won't know know until you sit down and actually see where your money is going. So I'm like, okay, so after you list out your expenses, we need to see if you have an income problem or if you have a debt problem. Exactly. Even after people like list out all their expenses, they'll be like, Oh, I have an income problem when they still have a debt problem because you're having to basically rob Peter to pay Paul is oh. an old saying. I was like, I hope okay. y'all understand that one. It's a little old saying.
1: <laughs> no, but seriously. And, you know, I think it just, oh, there's really so many things, especially when it comes to, to finances. But I think the best thing um, like I said, I was in this industry for a while. I think the best thing is just to keep exposing people to the information. Um, a lot of the information sometimes just goes over our heads because it's so much And sometimes we really just can't believe that we've been thinking one way for so long. Um, And, you know, it's kind of like we've been bamboozled our whole life into thinking one way. And so I would say just keep exposing people because the more that you expose them to new information, the more that that they can start to question things. And when you start to, when you put somebody in a situation where they're now questioning things, they're a lot more open-minded to learn new things in that moment.
0: Yes, man, I have, I've gained a lot of knowledge from this conversation. Yes. And, I, yes, and I really hope the listeners did too. Well, I know if I gained a lot, I know they did too, because <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't be listening if they weren't gaining some type of knowledge each time there's an episode.
1: Right, there you go. <laughs> Well, I have
0: definitely enjoyed our conversation. Is there anything else you want to leave us with? Some wise words or more tidbits of information? You've already done given us a lot if you don't have anything else.
1: Yeah, sure. I think honestly, the, the last thing that I can leave you guys with is really just hone in on the, your relationships. Um, no matter if you are in the professional space, no matter if you're in the entrepreneurial space or neither hone in on building true, authentic relationships with people. So, sow a seed, um, put in your time, put in energy, um, put in money sometimes, like really sow a seed into your relationships and watch them grow.
0: I oh, love it. Well, on that note, oh, uh- Tell everyone, I'm going to put all your social media links in the notes, but tell everyone where they can find you at also.
1: Absolutely. I have made it super simple. I have changed all my platforms to one handle, um, and I can be found everywhere at Natisha Connects. Um, I am typically in the Facebook streets, Instagram, or on Clubhouse at Natisha Connects.
0: Love it. She is not on TikTok, everyone. So you will not see her cutting the rug. So y'all just go over to Clubhouse to hear her voice instead.
1: That is next on my list, okay? I gotta learn. I gotta learn.
0: (laughs) All right, we're gonna sign off. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Please make sure you are checking out Natisha's stuff because she was so kind to take her day out and drop some gems on you for free. Emphasis. And we'll catch you at the next episode. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Currency with Catherine podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and join the Currency with Catherine Facebook group for daily financial literacy topics. Be sure to visit our webpage to stay up to date on our monthly events and to book a free clarity call with me. Thank you again for tuning in and I'll catch you on the next episode.